This morning we're going to look at our, our fourth part, our last part of, of this Christmas season. We've been looking uh, at the message of the meaning hey, of Christmas hey. to the Hold idea. On, Whoops, I can't show that video. It didn't work out too well today. So sorry, but we're, we're going to skip that. Um, uh, the message of the meaning of Christmas through the idea of giving gifts, and I've titled today's message, One Size Fits All. One size fits all. Now, as we have been doing, let's read John 3.16 together, if you will, please. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Especially the greatest gift we ever have when we talk about gift giving, and that is our Savior, Jesus Christ. One size fits all. Now, the, there's an outline in the bulletin if you want to take some notes this morning uh, as we go along today. One size fits all. We see that sign in the store a lot, don't we? One size fits all. Is it true? No. How can they? They can't do that. They can't lie. If it says one size fits all, it has to fit all, right? Well, I will tell you, one size does not fit all, okay? I don't know if they have me in mind when they say all. Well, did you, have you noticed that marketing has changed, that you don't see that sign? Now you see one size fits most, because that's, their, that's their, their, what's that? Yeah, that's the line now, right? Well, you're not most. Well, I guess I already knew that, right? One size fits most. Because you, it's hard to say one size fits all because the term all is such an absolute term, isn't it? All includes everything. And let's be honest, there's going to be somebody that it doesn't fit. There's going to be someone that it doesn't fit. But here's the cool thing. When we talk about the gift of Jesus Christ, one size does fit all. How about that? So, here's my first point this morning is this, simple thought. All? Really? Really all? Because all is, is such an absolute term. Does one size really fit all? Look what it says in Luke chapter 2. It says, but the angel said to them, and this is the angel talking to the shepherds, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. Did you catch it? For all the people. How many of you have noticed that before? For all the people. I think it's something we just kind of skip over a little bit, that all the people. Although this message was being given to the shepherds specifically on that night, the good news was for everyone. Not just a select few, but for everyone. One size fits all. Look what it says in Romans. Paul says uh, this to the church, to uh, the church in Rome, he says, this righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. He kind of throws that word all around a little bit, doesn't he? All have sinned. For those who put faith in Christ, to all who believe. You see, this is for everyone. And just as Paul says there, we are all sinners. There is no difference. 
one size fits all. You see that in the store and you say, okay, yeah, let's be honest. One size does not fit all. Why? Because we're not all the same body type, right? Can I get an amen? amen. Right? Lyric and I are not the same body type, are we? <laughs> I'm like five lyrics, right? At least. You know? Not even close. But here's the cool thing. We're not the same body type, but friends, we are the same spiritual type. We are all sinners. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. Now, Christmas time is a wonderful time of giving gifts and receiving gifts, and I like to give gifts more than I receive. My wife is rubbing off on me. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying buying Christmas gifts. Of course, I only have to buy for one person because she buys for everybody else, but I'm still enjoying it, so don't laugh at me. But sometimes there's the challenge of getting gifts from me. I know I'm not an easy person to buy gifts for. I know that. Um, and sometimes it's hard. Well, what do I get a person? What do I get a... They're just so hard. But here's the cool thing. The gift of Jesus Christ is an easy gift to share. It's a really easy gift to share because you can share it with anyone, right? It's a gift everybody needs. Because we are all the same spiritual type. Look what it says in John chapter 1. John says this, he says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Even to those who believe in his name. You see, here's the cool thing. It's such an easy gift to give because all we need to do is hear about the gift and receive it by faith. Isn't that awesome? It's simple. My wife used to get mad at me earlier in our marriage because when I'd wrap her Christmas presents, I'm not a good wrapper, okay? But I would, if there's like a, a seam, you know, where there's paper, you have to cover that with tape, right? So I would cover everything with tape. And it's just difficult to get open. It's difficult. But you know what? The gift of Christ is the easy gift to open. It's so simple. You simply hear and receive and believe. That's not hard to do, is it? It's just that simple. And here's the hard part, is that there are many who can't believe that it's just that simple. I remember the first time I shared the gospel message with my father. And I, we were sitting in the family room, and I'm sitting on one couch, and he's sitting on the other, and I laid out the gospel message to him, and he said to me, it just can't be that simple. And I said, Dad... It is. Why would God make it hard? He loves us. Why would he make it hard? I do love you, honey, even though I make it hard for you to open the gifts. I'm just pointing that out. But why would he do that? Why would he make it hard? The same part is that many people feel that way. They say it just can't be that simple. And they feel that way because the world tells us that nothing is simple. Anything you get, you've got to work hard for. Well, hard work is a good, good thing to have. Hard work is important. You don't get anything for free, people will tell you. That's true with the government. But with God, it doesn't work that way. God makes it that simple. Look what it says in Acts chapter 16. I'll read this and then we'll talk about it. It says, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You 
and your whole household. Now let me give a little context to this passage. Paul and Silas were arrested, and they're sitting in the Roman jail, right? And they're just hanging out, giving glory to God because they're suffering for the cause of Christ. And they're sitting in their jail cell, and they're singing hymns to God, and they're just praising God. And all of a sudden, everything shakes, and the, and the uh, cell door goes flying open. And the jailer comes and goes, oh my gosh, you know, and he's all that and everything. And, and he looks, and they're still sitting there because he thought, well, they would escape. And he realizes that this God that they believe in is all-powerful and amazing. And the jailer falls to his knees, and he says to Paul and to Silas, he says, what must I do to be saved? And Paul's response is just this. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your whole household. Believe and you will be saved. And it's not just true for you, it's true for everybody in your home. Believe and you will be saved. You see, this message, this gift of Jesus Christ that we receive so easily by believing, it, this idea is just not true for you, it's, it's true for everyone. It's an easy gift to share because it's an easy gift to receive. But see, friends, it's also an easy gift to share because it's something that people want. Because at Christmas time, don't you do that right away? Well, what should I get them for? Well, what do they want for Christmas? I go through this with my sister every year because two of her kids are my godchildren, and I say, well, what do they, what do they want for Christmas? What are they into? What do they like? Because I don't get to see them all the time. They're in Ohio. I'm here. What do they like? What do they want for Christmas? And my, my sister will give me some direction and help me out with those things. But, or what do they need is a good question too. Of course, kids don't want stuff they need, right? They want some stuff they want. But the gift of Christ is an easy gift to share because it's what people want. And it's what everybody wants. It's just that a lot of people just don't know it. They don't know it's a gift we want. If we took time for each of you to share this morning, to share your testimony, how did you come to faith in Jesus Christ. All of us would share probably that we came to a point where we knew we needed a Savior. And it was something we wanted. I don't know about you, but when I came to that realization that I needed a Savior, I definitely wanted it. You don't come to that realization that, oh, I need a Savior. Yeah, but I don't want that. We don't come to that conclusion. Whatever our life circumstances were, we knew we needed Jesus, no matter what we were going through. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew. He said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. No matter what we're struggling with, no matter what we're dealing with, no matter what difficulties we're facing or hardships we're going through right now, one size fits all. Because... We are the same spiritual type. Now, I'm going to go on a short bunny trail here for a minute, but you'll understand why. When I was in college, I studied music theory. Um, I attended the first couple years of college on a music scholarship. So I had to study music theory and, and take piano and all that other stuff. And when you're studying music theory, do you know who the first composer you study is? Johann Sebastian Bach. Why? Because he's the man 
And he's the guy who made the rules, really. He's, he's really the one who made out the rules and laid out the rules. And when you look at Bach and you look at the precision of Bach's music and his composition, and I know I'm boring some of you, but I don't care, uh, Bach just does things in such great perfection. And once you understand the rules, and once you understand Bach, then you study Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Why? Because Mozart broke all the rules, okay? And here's the idea, is you have to learn the rules first until you, so that you understand how to break the rules and come back to the rules of music. Why am I telling you all this? Well, it's kind of how this story goes, because I've started this morning explaining to you the rules, and that rule is that one size fits all. One size fits all for everybody, because we are all the same spiritual type. Well, I will continue with this idea here. Well, almost all. Wait a minute, Pastor, what do you mean? Where are you going with this? I'm glad you're asking. In 1 John, it says this. John says this. He who has the Son has the life. He who does not have the Son does not have the life. You see, there are some who have not received this gift. There are some who have not received this gift of Jesus Christ. Look what uh, it says in John chapter 3. It says this. He who believes in the Son has eternal life, but he who does not obey the Son will not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. You see, friends, even though this is the easiest gift in the world to give, and even though it is the easiest gift to receive, Unfortunately, there are some people who still reject this gift. They say, well, the, this, this gift, it, it still isn't going to fit me. It can't fit me. I'm not worthy. But all they need to do is simply believe. See, some reject the gift because they don't see yet that it's something they really really need. And some reject uh, the gift of Christ because they've been terribly misinformed. Oh, that's only for people who are really good. Yeah. That Jesus thing. That's for people who are really good. That's for people who do all the right things. They, they don't make mistakes. They do everything right. <clears throat> right? How many people never made a mistake? You're like, God, raise them up. Right? That's for people who go to church for everybody. For, that's just for the churchgoers. They're the ones who get, who get Jesus and that. But the truth of the matter is, friends, no, it's a gift for everyone. The gift of Jesus Christ is a gift for everyone. And it's hard because sometimes before you can give the gift, you need them to understand that they need the gift. Have you ever given a gift to somebody that you're excited about? They go, oh, thanks. What is it? And you explain, oh, this is for when you're doing this, and you can do this and that. And then they go, oh, now I get it. And a lot of times you hear from them later, oh, that was such a great gift. I use it all the time. But the hard thing is sometimes when you offer the gift of Christ, people go, what is it? Because they don't understand. And we need to take the time to say, well, this is the gift of Jesus. And this is the gift of salvation. 
And it's more than that. It's more than just this gift of salvation that when you leave this earth, you're going to expend eternity in God with heaven. It's more than that. The, the God who created you is now giving you this amazing gift because he loves you. He's giving you this amazing gift and he wants to help direct and guide your path every day of your life. You see, you have to help them to understand everything that the gift is. And that's one of the awesome things about the gift of Jesus Christ is that as believers in Christ and as for me who have received this gift over 30 years ago, I'm still going through the instruction manual and learning more things that I can do with this amazing, amazing gift. This gift is for everyone, and unfortunately, some people reject this gift, and that is why it is such an important gift for us to share. Let me strike that. No, it's the most important gift for us to share. In Matthew 28, Jesus said to his disciples, he said, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This is the last thing Jesus said to his disciples before he descended into heaven. He said, share this gift. It's the most important thing you will ever share. It's the most important information you will ever possess. And it's not a secret to be kept. Did you ever see those infomercials on TV? Hey, I've found the secret to making lots of money. And for $39.95, I can share with you, that's it. You know what the secret is? It's the $39.95 he's getting from everybody to share the secret. That's his secret to making money, right? This is not a secret to be kept. It's a secret to be shared. Shared with everyone. Christ instructs us as his disciples to share this gift with other people. A.B. Simpson, the founder of the Christian and Missionary Alliance, which is our denomination, uh, says, uh, it says in the book Wingspread, which was written by A.W. Tozer, a biography about Simpson, says that A.B. Simpson had a dream. He was already... Uh, a pastor in a church, but he had this dream one night that he was sitting in this huge auditorium and he was the only one sitting in the audience. And he looked up on stage and there were a bunch of people all on stage. And from his viewpoint, they all looked like they were people from Asia. And they were looking at him and they were wringing their hands. And they said to him, why didn't anybody tell us about Jesus? Well, he woke up from that dream and he realized this is a gift we have to share. And that's kind of how the mission side of the Christian Missionary Alliance was born. With a passion to reach the lost with the message of the gospel. God desires to use us to accomplish his work, to spread the message of the gospel. God just doesn't give us resources to do those things. He doesn't just want our resources. He wants us. He wants us to be a part. And the truth of the uh, matter is, friends, that sometimes we can get tired and lazy, right? Or we just don't want to. 
Well, let's be honest. This is a great quote by Lee Strobel. And Lee Strobel said this. He said, Let me be the first to confess. There are times when I suffer from evangelism fatigue. I know I should care. I know I should reach out to them. I know I should talk to them about Jesus. But my motivation meter is hovering at low voltage. Now, I have to admit that when I read this quote, I, I felt a little better about myself. I'm going, okay, if Lee Strobel is struggling with this, uh, okay, I know that I'm normal, right? But he's admitting it, but God wants us to overcome those moments. Because then right after this, I read this quote by David Jeremiah, and he says this, We should be holy people, eager to greet our Lord when he returns, ready at any moment for the trumpet's call, people of optimism, busy in evangelism, hands to the plow, eyes on the prize. I'm like, okay, David, now I feel bad about myself again, right? <laughs> but the truth is, he's right. And there are moments where we all feel that way, where we're fatigued or worn down, or I just don't want to. But this is how we should be. We should be holy people. Notice that uh, David Jeremiah doesn't say we are. He says we should be. This is what we should be striving for. Hands to the plow, eyes on the prize. Friends, let's not lose focus on what we're here for. On what life is really all about. You know, this has been a crazy year. And just to say it's been a crazy year, that just doesn't sum it up. For those of you who are younger, someday your grandchildren are going to say, Grandma, Grandpa, tell us about the year of COVID-19. And hopefully you'll be able to remember <laughs> just how crazy it was and how unbelievable it was. But one of the things that I think we have learned this year in the midst of all of this and the shutting down of, of businesses and everything else is it's taught us what's really important. You know, some have said that this year, Christmas, you should be thankful, or thanks even they said, be thankful for what you still have. And I think that is great. One of the things that this has taught me is what's important a lot in my world by things that I'm not getting right now. And I'm not talking about money or anything like that. What I'm talking about is one of the biggest things for me is seeing people's faces. It's so depressing to not see people's faces and to see smiles and to spend time with people to just sit and chat and to visit people and to interact with people and to hug people and to love people. It's hard during the midst of all this, isn't it? But we have to be more creative in our ways that we encourage others, in our ways that we share the good news of Jesus Christ. Because we don't get a break this year because Oh, it's been a crazy year. Okay, well, let's not worry about those people who still need Jesus this year because it's been really crazy. Christmas is a great reminder as to where our priorities really should be. 
We need to be careful not to get wrapped up in the world's priorities. When you think about the celebration of Christmas, for the most part, the only things that are being affected this year are what the world prioritizes, except for getting with loved ones, because that's beyond the world. But most of the other things, and oh, it's difficult to shop, and this, and that, and all that, but the celebration of the birth of Christ is not diminished at all, is it? If we keep sight of who we are in Jesus, and we keep sight of why we're here to share this gift of Jesus, we will be able to press on. And we have to have this attitude, friends. We have to. Why? Look what Paul says. Whoever will call in the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. Why? Because one size does fit all. One size does fit all. Friends, I want to encourage you, share the greatest gift with others this year, the gift of our Savior Jesus Christ, to remind them what life is really all about. And for some, it's going to take some convincing that they really do need this gift. I understand that. But we're just the people to do it. Because that is who God has called us to be. Amen? Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for Christmas, the Christmas season, and the most amazing gift we will ever receive, the gift of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we pray that you would give us opportunities to share that gift with others, not only in the Christmas season, but far beyond, and help others to see in their eyes and their hearts to be open to your truth, and the truth that this is a gift that we all need. So as we go and we celebrate the Christmas season, we do so in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, with great gratitude. We pray that your Holy Spirit would empower us and embolden us and encourage us that we may tell all that Jesus is Lord. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas. I hope to see you uh, this Thursday as well for our Christmas Eve service. Have a blessed day.